Epinephrine is a mature podcast for adults, even though I know all seven dwarfs really fast. Sleepy, sneezy, happy, grumpy, dopey, bashful, doc. Listener discretion is advised. It becomes clear that she had had intercourse minutes before coming to the emergency department. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were a doctor, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess, like... Is for my kids. Um, the cow does not like going to the abattoir. <laughs> for that study was like, were the conclusions like pee smells like pee? Like, was that like. <laughs> Using logic with some ED patients is about as useful as screen doors on submarines. Take, for instance, my patient Cletus, who injured his foot while trying to step on a skunk. He managed to step on a piece of glass and injured his foot. Did he get sprayed by the skunk? You bet he did. Now, Cletus was outside at 3.30 in the morning deep in the northern woods of Michigan, and he was allegedly minding his own business with his friends, at which time he saw the skunk. Now, logic would think, stay away from the skunk, but Cletus came to a different conclusion. Cletus embraced his inner Daniel Boone and, with some luck and horrible fate, managed to almost injure the skunk, but managed to step on some glass. If you thought this was a terrible idea, you've never heard my columns before. It could have ended differently if Cletus had been using some logic, but Cletus and logic, well, they just didn't get along. Now, let me stop here to explain my formula for the effect of alcohol on logic. Start with an individual's IQ. Now remember, 100 is average. By my double-blinded, placebo-controlled ability to make up random statistics, the IQ of any human decreases by 7 for every beer he or she consumes. Cletus started with a room-temperature IQ. Now add 14 beers. A quick calculation would indicate that Cletus had just rendered himself a negative IQ. Many of you might say that this is impossible, But those of you working weekend nights in the ED have seen patients with a wit about as sharp as a marshmallow. Cletus was shortly followed by another patient, who, though also inebriated, managed not to step on any animals that evening. I'll call her Brittany. She came in to the ED for a cough. I tried to have a rational conversation with her, and I failed. We've all met a Brittany from time to time. She's so dense that light actually bends around her. The following conversation is not as made up as you might think. What I'm thinking is in this voice. Me. So what brings you into the ED today, Brittany? This girl smells like a vodka-soaked chimney. Brittany. I'm really short of breath. I've had a cough and I haven't been able to breathe in white like two months or like whatever. Me. Well, it says here that you have asthma. Two months? Brittany. Yeah, but whatever. I don't think it's that. Me. Uh Uh-huh. Have you been taking your medications? Why do I ask questions when I know the answer? Brittany. Uh, whatever. No. I can't afford them. They all, like, cost too much. Me. Well, for you, most of them are really cheap. Like four dollars, and some of them are actually free. Brittany. Whatever. Well, I don't like taking them either. Me. I see. I don't see. Brittany. Fenergan with codeine cough syrup is the only thing that helps. Me. Yeah, this is asthma. 
Now I see. Brittany, you think so? Me, do you smoke? We both know this answer. Brittany, not much. Me, how much do you smoke? Why are you lying to me? Brittany, well, I've been cutting down with this cough. Me, how much do you smoke? Your lies kill puppies and pandas. Brittany, ah,、uh, whatever, like about five cigarettes a day. Me, really? Poor, poor panda. Brittany, I mean, ah,、uh, whatever, about a pack a day. Me, you know, you really shouldn't smoke, especially if you're an asthmatic. Brittany,、uh, whatever, I've heard that before. Me. You know, if you stop smoking for just one week, you could afford all of your medications for several months. Brittany, yeah, well, I don't think that's causing this. Me, you're a wheezing asthmatic smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Why do I keep trying logic? Brittany, so can I get an antibiotic and some Phenergan with cough syrup or what? Me, um, no, but a breathing treatment and steroids might actually help. Please don't say whatever. Brittany, whatever. Brittany, who is now breathing easily, is just angry enough to give me a terrible satisfaction score for withholding codeine and for having the audacity to suggest smoking might not be the best treatment for her chronic cough. Cletus's foot lacerations are now sutured, and he lived to protect the world from more animals minding their own business. All we can do as providers is attempt to use logic, present facts, and hope that the next patient we see will take our advice to heart, or. When they don't, we can try not to think. Whatever. My name's Rob Brandt. I'm an ER doc. I've been doing this for 12 years. I love what I'm doing, and I'm going to make you guys think on your feet. The I think the funniest sounding part of the body is the duodenum, just because it sounds ridiculous to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Uh, my name's Casey Brandt, and I'm an ER pharmacist.、Uh, no relation. To Rob Brand,、um, I've been at ER pharmacist for almost ten years now, and one of the part of the body I think sounds the funniest—not、um, in the singular form, but just because I don't know how to say it in the multiples form—is the appendix. Because do you say appendixes or appendices? I don't know. Appendi. Appendi. Is it appendi? I, I don't know. I don't know. See, <laughs> nobody knows because you don't have more than one, and well, you know you don't. Well, even... Maybe you can. Why don't we make you the official person to name it? What is it? What is it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess it would be appendices, but isn't that what we? I mean, I don't know. Isn't that what we use、Boring. when you're referring to literature? Literature. You should have changed、know. it from like mice. You know, like moose, mice, meese, or wait, no, sorry, goose and geese. <laughs> Like appendus, appendoids, appendaus, appendaus. Yes. <laughs> Look at all those appendaus in the field frolicking. Like declaring bankruptcy, <laughs> I declare it appendaus. There. Yes, perfect. <laughs> yes, everybody in my, you know, all of my family is is is. We are appendausless. I mean, something like that. <laughs> I don't think I'm phrasing、perfect. that correctly. But yeah, <laughs> rock paper scissors. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm a PA in the emergency department. I've been working in emergency medicine for just about eight years now, and I think my favorite、uh, part of the body is、um, I like the word pituitary, and it's a crazy little gland.、Uh, it's really the mastermind of everything. That's that is what it is.
one house, it shouldn't have been like, oh, it's lupus. It should have been, it's the pituitary. Because when things go wrong, it's pituitarable. Yep, it is pituitarable. <laughs> oh, but dump bump. <laughs> We're gonna move. We're gonna move on. I'm <laughs> Jacob Barnett. I am a physician assistant in the emergency department as well, going on nine years. Uh, I am gonna say that my favorite name of a body part are like all the weird, intricate names for like the outer ear, like the pinna and the trigus. <laughs> and I feel like there are more, but I can't even think of them. But I think that sounds like an insult. Oh, dude, don't be such a trigus. Oh, you can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I always think they remind me of ship names. Yeah, like they're like, yeah. Steady on, trigus. <laughs> yeah. Batten down the pinna. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does sound like nautical terms. I'm gonna get this. I might get this wrong to laugh at me because pharmacists are terrible at anatomy. We get. We take like one class. And um, is it Oracle that one of them or Oracle? Something. Yeah. So, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the Oracles. Pin down the peanuts. <laughs> if you get into the middle ear, you have like the um, cochlea. Right. Well, that's the pirate turn. Yar, matey, I'll make you walk the cochlea if you don't do that right. <laughs> well, guys, so today this episode's all about the insane flaws that we have in the logic of the people that we see in the ER. And this is something that, I mean, we I think we could pretty much talk infinitely about how many patient logical flaws are just things that patients don't quite understand about bodies or don't really... You know, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of knowledge can be a terrible thing where they think they might understand how things are going. So I was wondering if you guys have any stories about where a patient had a huge uh, medical logical flaw that kind of just caught you off guard and you just didn't know where to go with it or anything, anything like that. Um, I had one. <clears throat> this was a lot of years ago. I had a, a young woman come in. And she was quite upset. She was there by herself. And she says she just, she had sex for the first time and she's scared that she's pregnant. And so I'm like, okay. So I sit down and I'm talking with her and, you know, asking when, when was your last period? How, you know, are your periods regular, irregular? You know, when were you supposed to start? Blah, blah, blah. Trying to get kind of a, a history of, as far as what were the kind of chances or risks or how early in pregnancy she would be. And as we continue to chat, it becomes clear that she had had intercourse minutes before coming to the emergency department. <laughs> so this led to a good 15 minute, I almost want to say lecture on how the female reproduction cycle works. <laughs> there were drawings and calendars and... <laughs> And I'm like, oh. it does, I'm like, it doesn't work like that. And she's like, well, I had sex. So obviously I, I could get pregnant. And I'm like, yeah, but we wouldn't be able to know right now. And if you just did earlier today, you wouldn't be pregnant right now. Like it takes time. She's like, no, it's just instantaneous. I'm like, oh my God. It's making the, the little tadpoles making the magical journey down the fallopian tube. Ever seen Star Wars when they're in that little thing, that little, and they're trying to get that thing and kill the Death Star. That's you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. It's like, um, sex ed clearly failed you. So there's no, there's literally no national standard. So could fail anybody anywhere at any time. Which we don't know. Depends on where you're from. Ooh, sidebar. This this does remind me when I was in residency, and apparently this this is a very common belief. 
I was told after the fact, and I was the idiot for not understanding that my patients thought this, but went in to see a nice young couple and, you know, doing my normal, da, 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 any chance you can be pregnant. No, 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 we can't, we can't be pregnant. I was like, okay, well, are you sexually active? Yes. Do you use condoms? No. <laughs> okay. Do you use protection of any kind? Well, we do the do. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, well, we, we both drink a lot of Mountain Dew. <laughs> well, um, what? And they're like, and then of course I'm the idiot. They're like, we they like slowed up. We drink lots of Mountain Dew, so we can't be pregnant. And I was like, like the drink, like I'm, I'm still, I'm the idiot. And they're like, yes. I mean, why do you not get this? I was like, um, this is the thing. They're like, yeah. I thought you were a doctor, huh? <laughs> like I, I guess I. Like it's radioactive. <laughs> and you know what? They were right. They, you know, I'm the, I tested them like an idiot and they were totally right. They're like, you told you. Like, well, um, <laughs> please use another form. Double protect next time, please. <laughs> to each their own. If it's working. No, this is the problem with um, there being like such a disconnect between taking care of people like and not knowing what is, is going on with them. Like not... I don't know. I don't know if there should be like this one of the CEUs you have to do every renewal cycle. Like there's an opioid requirement. It should be like a myths and misconceptions. We're just going to go through a Reddit board here. Of, of the common person. 20 of these. Like, oh, look, this one's about Mountain Dew. Oh, look, this one is about bleach baths. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like how we should know like s- slang terms for street drugs. We should also know like the ins and outs of uh, ongoing uh, misconceptions. That's right. Yes. How much heroin does $20 buy? Apparently not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Did Oregon legalize hard drugs? Actually, there's a difference between legalize and decriminalize. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so all hard drugs are all legal and you can do all of them at any time <laughs> for any reason. And you can just get it at Walmart now. It That's what the law says, right? That's assuming they weren't getting it at Walmart before. Okay, that's a fair point. <laughs> well, inside or outside? Outside, obviously. I guess my dealer is now doing curbside because COVID. <laughs> oh, you can still be open for healthcare. It's fine. That's right. <laughs> I think one of the most common misconceptions we run into is we do a lot of antibiotic stewardship in the emergency department and patients coming in with the UTI. It's always the UTI. Everybody has a UTI. And I understand how it happens. We had one recently is uh, an 80-year-old woman coming in from a long-term care facility. And they get brought in by EMS. And it's acting a little more confused. And by the way, they smell like they have a UTI. And you're just like, then your sensors go up. And you're like, it's not. That's not a thing. They've literally done a study. They asked nurses, can you smell this urine? Tell if it's got a UTI or not. And they studied it. And no difference in whether or not people had a UTI and you're just like replaying the study in your head and it's like, okay, I'm just not going to launch into a lecture right now because that's not going to help. But um, you're like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And then family member comes in. This happens every time they have a UTI and you're like, oh, okay. Stop. <laughs> Literally today, I had a patient who's like, she, she, patient's like, yeah, it feels like a UTI, but usually the my urine looks okay. And then they got to they gotta culture it. I'm like, uh, um, <laughs> so, uh, your urine is perfect. There's zero bacteria. In fact, there's mm-hmm. zero anything. It looks like tap water. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a hard time culturing 
this mm-hmm. urine that's perfect because if I do that, I'm bad. <laughs> Casey, my question is for that study was like, were the conclusions like pee smells like pee? Like, was that like, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, like, oh, I walked into the house and it smelled like urine, and you're like, yeah, the, it, there was urine everywhere. Like, just, <laughs> it's just like. It's like, yes, they're dehydrated, and it changes how they smell. This urine-soaked human smells pretty bad. It's probably an infection. You're just like, oh, I want to just start educating so much. You're like, but that's not going to change anything. I've tried that. And so it's like, you know, think of a nurse or somebody will come out and be like, oh, I was talking to their family member, and they're like, then blah, 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 and blah, 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 and lots of good history. And also, they said this happens every time they get a UTI, and you're like, God, on your fist on the desk, and you're like, (laughs) (laughs) and it's like, okay, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait. And, you know, med student or somebody goes in and sees them and blah, 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 took all this history. And then it's like, okay, so what do you want? You're just like overhearing the conversation and the precepting. It's like, okay, so what do you want to do? Well, everything looks okay. They might be a little dehydrated. And it sounds like they're kind of at their baseline. They've been acting out a little more. The only thing that's abnormal is this UA. It looks like they have a UTI, and you're like, like putting teeth marks into your hand like can't do that anymore though because the mask and so it's like oh that's the advantage of the mask you can sit there and you can grimace and just like make faces and nobody Mm -hmm. can see you dying on the inside as much Mm -hmm. i just have really expressive eyes so i've heard people like get really scared when i look at them like that they're like uh like i think jacob the other day was asking me like about antibiotics for somebody who has I was just thinking of this. Yeah, and he was he was like, so I'm going to give antibiotics to this guy who meets SARS criteria. And he was like, should I give this? And I like give him a look. He's like, I should not give them any antibiotics. And I was like, no, we should give them more antibiotics, broader antibiotics. And he's like, oh, I couldn't tell from your eyes. Okay. I, I saw the angry eyebrows and I didn't know if that was, I was too far to the right or to the left of what you wanted. Yeah. I knew I was off. I knew I was off. I just didn't know which direction we were going. Yeah, so back to this. And so it's like, oh, you know what? Let's ask the pharmacist to help look at our cultures and antibiotics, um, which is, you know, if you don't have pharmacists in your ear, they're super involved in stewardship. It might not be something you do. But um, so it's like, it's like, okay, I'm going to tag me in. Yep, tag me in. Tag me in. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Hey, what do you think we should give this person? And like swivel the chair around. And it's like, nothing. You know, it's like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, I haven't been t- paying attention at all. Fill me in on the case. And it's like this confused person and this and this. And um, and the only thing that's abnormal is their urinalis. And, you know, you tent your fingers and you go, fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> do they have any specific symptoms? No. And it's like, well, why do we think they have a UTI? And you're just like, oh, well, you know, nothing else is abnormal. And they're acting confused. And it's, you know, this, which is normal for them. But they got sent in today because they like, you know, yelled at somebody one time. Little bit more confused. Yes. Yeah. So, and it's like, well. The last 84 times she's been here, she's had four plus bacteria in her yes. urine. Yeah. Well, I was going through their history and they've been here like five times in the last three months for this. And they've been, this would be their sixth round of antibiotics if we started something today. And now they have like an ESBL E. coli and blah, 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 blah. And they're alerted to seven different things. So we're kind of in a tough spot here. Um, well, their family really wants them to um, be on an antibiotic because they said this just happens every time. And, you know, let me go talk to them. I'll talk to them for you. This and- is where you need this is where we, we, you know, give up our ethics and just make therapeutic placebos. 
And it's like, here, you need this special antibiotic. It comes in this container. And they'll look at it and like, why Why does it have a goofy head? No, no, don't worry about it. That's a special Mm -hmm. antibiotic. And you tilt his head back and out of the neck (laughs) comes this weird drug that's going to help her for what she needs. It says... Pez? No, no, you're reading it backwards. That it, it's Zep or Zed. It's Zed. Mm-hmm. It's a very strong antibiotic. Zeds are really good. Mm-hmm. They come out of the goofy head. It's so it's it's really hard. Sometimes we'll go in and we'll talk to staff members. We'll talk to family, and they'll be convinced um, that the person has a UTI. And sometimes it's legit. Like the person has been septic recently, and they missed a UTI, and it's like, okay, this is you know maybe we need to be a little more aggressive. But sometimes it's like they literally get told every single time that they're acting out because they have a UTI, and they just put them on antibiotics, and they magically get better. Um, Correlation is not causation. You know, we'll have a group discussion and um, say we're going to do a urine culture, and um, you know follow up or we're not going to do it and they'll um, be very understanding and sometime one time I talked to this one person who I I don't think that's a good plan I think they need antibiotics and I'm like I don't think we're connecting here on (laughs) how this is going to not help and be harmful you see exposing somebody to antibiotics over and over is just it doesn't do anything there's no benefit they just get side effects well you just don't understand what's going on and I was like, okay, I'm going to tap out here. Um, apparently, we're not connecting. All they heard was, I'm not getting antibiotics followed by the peanuts parents going, yeah, wah, wah, yeah. wah, 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 like, wah, 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 No, I'm not going to win this one. And so I went back and I was like, huh, we're just, you can't win a ball. So I don't know. It's just, um, it's just one of those things that happens over and over and over. I think that illustrates, though, like elderly people are just like not allowed to have a bad day. No. Like if they're like grumpy or just kind of out of sorts for, just even a couple hours, they mm-hmm. get sent for being increased confused. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, they just woke up on the wrong side of the bed and you're annoying them today. Like, they're trying <laughs> <laughs> Give them a hot minute and things will be fine. Did you try feeding them? Sometimes they get angry. Did you try asking them if they didn't want Karen to be their nurse today? Because every time we pair them up with Karen, she's like, oh, no. Phyllis needs to go in. Clearly something wrong. <laughs> yeah, no. Like some days they're just cranky and that's okay. And I read um I read a story that was satire once and I got halfway through before I was like, oh, this is satire. But it was about um this uh nursing home worker who was like giving people marijuana and got fired for that. Um and everybody was like happy and chill and like they had really great like satisfaction scores and stuff. And I can't remember if it was one of those radio shows where they had you guess which one was satire or if it was um, a, just an online story. And I was like, this is a really great idea. He should have gotten a medal. <laughs> yeah. THC lollipops. Like that was probably the, the best nursing home ever. I was like, after a certain point, we have to start considering like just quality of life. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I think I, I'm not sure if it was the Netherlands or Germany who had it figured out where they had like the, the Alzheimer's unit. They just mm-hmm. they essentially changed a whole city. Yes. They just created a whole city. So like their Alzheimer's people are just allowed to wander around right. and they can go to the bus stop, which yes. isn't a bus stop. And they yes. sit there and then all of a sudden, like one of the people will come and get them back to the room and they're mm-hmm. like, okay, thanks. And they just mm-hmm. walk back. <laughs> that's right. old shopping mall that they had repurposed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, that's like, brilliant. Downstairs was like a city and they could go to like the shop and get their groceries mm-hmm. and they could like go to all, do all these activities. And then they like the, second floor had been converted into like living spaces 
Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they could wander. It was secure. They had the exits more disguised as <clears throat> like normal things you would see in a cityscape. And so people weren't tempted to, I don't want to say escape, but escape. <laughs> That's just like that. What was the movie with uh, Jim Carrey where he was like trapped in the city, but he didn't Truman. even realize that. Truman. Truman Show. Yeah, Truman Show. Yeah. yeah, of course, that's actually very logical. That's that's anti what this is, you know. I think in Denmark, too, they have um, facilities where like, college students are given room and board at reduced rates to live yeah. in like, nursing homes and assisted living. And they like help with activities and stuff around and that it's mm-hmm. been proven to be good for the students and for the residents. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I saw a kind of a flip of that, too, where nursing home patients that uh, like would go to kindergartens and mm-hmm. like work with kids that just like, and they've, you know, it's like, yeah, you're old, but they've got like all these life skills that are just, you know, incredible that nobody's utilizing. And they just go to these kindergartens and the kids eat it up. Cause they'll, you know, you've got these, you know, a war heroes living there and you don't even know that he's in the nursing home and he's got these crazy great stories for kids. And they're like, this is amazing. And nobody appreciates. It. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Oh wait, you're kind of awesome. We just, forgot about you because we're terrible humans and they're just like now no war stories i can't tell them i decapitated nazis no <laughs> <laughs> i had 15 bloody scalps no. jimmy what do you That's think about right. that you're scary mister That's right. <laughs> yeah i don't know i little six-year-old boys who would love that story oh yeah That's probably, like, That's That's great. um my lo- my logical story i or patient logic story is uh pharmaceutical in nature <laughs> oh, careful. I uh, no, I no, it's the fact that it's more generalized. I don't have like a specific example. We we encounter this daily in the ED. Mm-hmm. It's the you know, you're here for a fever. Mm-hmm. Um and I see you checked in, you had your temp of 102. Uh have you taken Tylenol? Yes. And then and then you're like, okay, but you have a fever. Oh, uh, oh when, was, when, when did you take it? Last night. Like, <laughs> thought process that that you just take it like a single dose is like the answer. And done. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you're good, right? Did you feel better? It only worked for like three to four hours, and then it started coming back. I mean, it's weird. There's something's wrong with me. Well, the and then I feel like another example is the, the a logic of a patient refusing, you know, like the chronic back painter who comes in and you're like, well, let's get, let's get some muscle relaxers. Let's get a good NSAID on board. Mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. try to get this pain under control. And then the response is, well, what are you going to give me? And you're like, oh, I was thinking if you're okay with injection, let's do some Tordal, maybe some Norflex. Oh, I, 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 I can't take Tordal. Oh, why? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. For it me. doesn't work. Well, it, I, it, have you tried it? Why would I try something that doesn't work? Work. Yeah, it doesn't work. So my theory on the Tylenol thing, and I have experienced, I've had this same thought is if I take Tylenol before I come in and you take my temperature and I say, I have a fever, you're going to say, well, you don't have a fever now. And you're going to, you're going to say, well, I mean, I had, I had, one, I had one before I had one before. And they're going to say, well, Yes, but the Tylenol is obviously fixing it. Why did you come here? You say you don't. You don't understand that the thermometer set a really high number. I need you to see it on your thermometer 
<laughs> also documented. <laughs> and you get that with the a lot of the elderly population. You get the 78-year-old guy who's like railing in pain and is like, did you take anything for it? He's like, no, I wanted to make sure that you saw that I'm in yes. pain. Yes. Like, dude, I'll believe you. <laughs> you don't have yes, to prove but- it to me by being in agony longer. But will you? With that, I didn't want to disguise any symptoms before I came in. Like, you don't yeah. have to be miserable to tell me about your symptoms. Like, if you find something that helps, go for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you'll definitely get that too, where they're like, well, why don't we wait till the CAT scan so that we make sure we know what we're dealing with? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the CAT scan. I promise you, giving <laughs> you some pain reliever isn't going to make your appendicitis disappear. Do you think the rejecting the Toradol thing goes back to that, like, age old negotiation tactic of like always reject the first offer <laughs> <laughs> they're never gonna start with the good stuff yeah they're going like you know i'm just they're just gonna basically give me saline like is there some like you know like in the community just going whatever they offer you first that's not you know yeah, they're just not. they're starting low like you you know you're you're just like that's not gonna work i know it's not like let them know your pain is serious <laughs> refusing yeah refuse whatever they <laughs> offer first then you're then you're negotiating from a, a place of power right like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah every, every movie like where you're starting off with like you want somebody to know you're a high roller or not just some you know joe off the streets it's like don't come to me with like whatever you're gonna give some average person like i want the good stuff i want the best i need you to come <laughs> up with a special individualized plan for me so you go back yeah. out there and you come up with something else. I I don't know what you thought you were doing when you came in here. <laughs> yeah, well, that's and that's kind of going almost back to the pain scale where it's like you get these people who will be like, it's like, well, I mean, for most people, you could use whatever you normally use for people for like yes. their pain. But I mean, yes. for me, you're going to have to probably at least double the amount or triple it because I mean... Normal humans don't have pain like I have That's pain. Right. They, you, you say, I'm going to give you some Toradol, and they tent their fingers, and they go, what is this trash? <laughs> this is, what is, what you, is that aromatherapy? Because that's what it's going to be for me. You need some <laughs> lavender oil next? Oh, man, that sounds nice. Can we get can we get Toradol diffusers in the room? Yeah. Like... <laughs> you can call a masseuse in here for my kidney stone. Are you kidding? Yeah, that'd be amazing. We should get masseuses. A horde of masseuses, say. That's right, a horde. <laughs> a trundle of masseuses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the other logical one that I, we all get this all the time. It's like some people with chronic conditions that just stop taking their medicine because they're better now. It's like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, your dude, dude, your blood sugar is 630. Like, yeah. Like, what are you taking? Well, I used to be on uh, metformin and insulin, but, you know, my last sugars have all been, like, fine. So, I mean, I haven't been taking it. good. Yeah. Like, no, like, your pancreas didn't just one day be like, ping, I'm better now. No, you're, you still have you still have diabetes. Just please. Oh, no. <laughs> I've actually changed my approach to those patients. And instead, like, when I ask them, 
know, are you on any medications? No. And then they tell me, you know, whatever they've had in the past. And I go, so are you not on medications? Did you run out? Did your doctor take you off of them? Were you not able to get a refill? Like, just take any of the other options. And no, I was fixed and just stopped taking it. Uh, your blood pressure of 230 over 150 would like to disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I always run high when I'm in the hospital. You know, I know we've gotten rid of paternalism in medicine where we're just like, I mean, this is an emergency, but whatever you would like to do, you know, it's up to you. This is, we're always, it's like shared decision-making. It takes a lot of informing and, um, you know, you don't want people to go back later and be like, they told me to do this and I did what they said. And then, you know, I died, nearly died. I mean, if they're they're dead, they're not going to be like, and I died. You know, somebody like, (laughs) and they died. What do you think about that one, St. Peter? I heard it a hundred times. So we call people back about their positive blood culture results. And, um, hi, Casey Collins here. How are you doing? I, terrible. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, uh, calling to follow up on your visit and I don't feel good. Can you hear this? And they just start coughing for me. And I'm like, <coughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like, and it was louder. It's like that. <sighs> can you, you know, can you hear, can you hear that? Yes, I can hear that. You have a cough. I still have a cough. You still have a cough. Okay. Well, the medicine I took is not helping it. Well, what medicine? The pills they gave me. Oh, okay, the Norco, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that cough medicine that you take, I'm Norco. Sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, well, I wanted to talk to you about your test. Wait, I still have this cough, and they keep coughing, and I'm like, <laughs> 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 I'm like okay, um, well, uh, you know, I wanted to let you know about some test results and see how you're feeling. Um, I haven't done anything all day. I haven't been able to move off the couch. They haven't moved off the couch all day. Their husband's like, you the background. Okay, have you been eating and drinking okay? I've been drinking a little, okay? I haven't moved off the couch. You haven't been able to get up and go to the bathroom or anything? Well, I've done that. So I'm calling about your test results. I had some tests done? Yes, you did. What did the test say? They didn't tell me about any of the tests yesterday. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Came in, got evaluated, and then and all of a sudden I was just outside. Yeah. This happens a lot, and people are saying, I got all these tests done. They didn't tell me about any of them. <laughs> that sounds pretty standard of care. It, yeah, it says here they told you about all your tests. They didn't tell me anything. Can you tell me about all of my tests? I'm only calling to talk to you about this one test that resulted <laughs> after. You. And I'm like, I cannot tell people about their CT scans or all of their other blood tests. It says they talk to you about all of these and you are comfortable getting discharged. And I don't want to tell you about all your other tests. I just want to make sure you do not have a bloodstream infection because I don't know. (laughs) I just want to see if you need to come back. That's all I want. This is a 30-second conversation that's been going on for days. I feel like I live here on the phone with you now. This is where I live. <laughs> here, and I will never Have get you heard this yet, though? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did you get the cough to the phone? Yeah. I almost, I, Rob, you might have been next to me when I'm taking this call, because I almost was like, you know what? I have a doctor right here. Let me have them talk to you. But I was already committed. Uh, I would have been glad to, because I would have been like, hey, sir, I'm Dr. Brand. I got went over your results. Everything looks good. Listen, I'm going to get you back to the pharmacist. She's going to go over one quick thing for you. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. My page is going off. I got to answer that. You don't have a pager. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, I start transitioning to like why I'm calling. The reason I'm calling is about this test I need to go over with you. They did test yesterday. Yes. 
this was from yesterday. Yeah, and it was like that. It was yes, because this test is abnormal, and so if they didn't you are tell not, me about any test, can you tell me about my test? I'm gonna go over this one test with you. And have if, you heard my cough? <laughs> and if and I'm like, so I it was just like answer, asking me questions, and I just kept saying. I want to circle back to why I'm calling today. Is it about, you said something about discharge. I don't have any discharge. Yeah. I, it was just Have like, you heard my cough? Hey, <laughs> Margaret, get over here. She wants to hear my cough. Don't tell about your cough anymore. Shut up, woman. I hear you my cough. <laughs> it was just like, should I be doing this? Should I be drinking water? Should I be gargling with salt water? Should I take more medicine? Then it was like, I just want to see it. Because if you're not feeling well today, which is the reason why I'm calling, is to find out if you're feeling well. And if you're not, you should come back in. I feel like we should turn this into like a sketch comedy because this no. this is com this is amazing. Can each, like <laughs> it was like, yeah. So, and he's like, well, I'm, you know, it was, it, so I was like, you have a blood culture. It's growing bacteria. I have a bacteria in my blood. And I was like, you might. Let me explain. <laughs> they didn't like, tell me that yesterday. <laughs> yes, that was what it was. They didn't tell me anything yesterday. Did I tell you they didn't tell me anything about any of my tests? You did. You did tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. I still have it. I still feel terrible. I still have pain when I breathe in my cough. Listen to this. <laughs> I, like, I feel it. Casey, you should have just been like, this sounds terrible. Come back in. And so, like, at this I point... I feel like you may need therapy after this, Casey, because I... And so, at this point, I'm, like, doing the call. I was in the office, but, like, somebody had stopped and they asked me a question. And so, I'm, like, finishing the call with my head on the desk. And I'm, like, holding the phone up to my ear because it's taking so long. And the person is just, like, looking at me to see if I'm okay. And I'm, like, trying to just keep it together. Because I'm just, like, resting my head on the counter with the phone next to my ear. They get angry because the tears on the ground is making it slippery for everybody nearby. Yeah, I just... <laughs> and so, it finally, like, I finally was, like, got them to the point, like, if you feel okay enough to stay home, you can stay there and we will keep an eye on this blood culture and call you again if you feel not well and want to be seen again I don't feel well yeah then you can come back well maybe you know and it was like you just spent 20 minutes coughing and explaining to me you feel like you're gonna die and you can't get up and blah 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 <laughs> then please come back in you know we would be happy to see you again to make sure there's nothing else going on and you know repeat your labs if you feel very sick which you said you do well maybe i'll just stay home and come in in the morning uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you're breaking up. <laughs> Just need a good night's rest. That'll fix it. The thing I regretted most, which I say <laughs> reflexively at the end of it. Do you have any other questions? Oh, for me. <laughs> Rookie mistake. I know about his labs and his medicine and what else he could take. Just kind of repeating all the same. You know, what, what about my other labs? What about my skins? What about? And it was like, oh, my God, not again. Um, and so it was like 15 more minutes. So I just, I dictated that whole call. Um, usually we just type a quick note, and it was the longest note I've written. I feel like I, when I was in PA school, I had like a very, um, I had a, a similar like conversation with like an old lady named Mary who like, they, uh, it, I feel like the doctor I was with in the family medicine service was like 
he just worked like 16 hours a day. Like the yeah. man worked nonstop. Like he was the hardest working person I knew. It was like the end of the day. And like the secretary was like, Hey, Mary called for the third time. And you could see, <laughs> you could see like, like the sadness, like the, just like the brow beatness <laughs> wash over him. And then, and then like the Grinch, the Grinch who got a very wonderful, awful idea. Like his head popped up. <laughs> his little whiskers kind of curl yeah. up. And he goes, I think this would be an excellent conversation for Jacob to have. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the same thing. 35 minutes of just going in circles. And like finally in the end, I was like, all right, Mary, we've been over this. One, we're going to do this. Two, that's for this. Three, you need to make sure that this is happening. And then she was like, well, I know, but, and then she went, and I literally, it was, I was on the phone and I like, was like, I know Mary, remember one, two, three. <laughs> and I'm like getting closer and closer to the doubt. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you, Mary. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Bye, Mary. <laughs> and like the doctor and the office workers were all like, just Cackling. like <laughs> your pain sustains them it was a teachable moment and they had to take uh, advantage of it yes it it was a it was a lesson that clearly it was ingrained like because <laughs> you know as soon as she got off the phone probably three seconds later he didn't tell me anything i should call back well yeah. I, it's some people, I, I wonder, like I am on the phone with them for so long and I'm like, and some people are very nice. Um, and I, I enjoy talking to them, but I'm like, man, is there just no, nobody else they have to talk to with healthcare <laughs> questions and problems and, and things like that. Um, I, I, I just, or, or did we not explain this well? And sometimes it's like, oh, maybe we didn't explain it well. And other times I talk to whoever took care of them. I'm like, hey, I got this question from this person. They're like, I told them that. And they they knew that. They they knew they were supposed to call us or they were supposed to call somebody else. And they get so irate. And um, I don't know. Or maybe it's just a combination of of things. It's just so, so bizarre. Like it, it ends up just turning into a lot of a lot of time and a lot of weird questions sometimes. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Yes. Poor Jake, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mary's fine. Mary's Mary's fine. She had a very nice conversation with you. Great conversation. I mean, like, good day. It was it was like a long enough conversation that I had had like I like we had been talking long enough that I had come up with like numbered bullet points for her. You know, like we had made a complete PowerPoint and send it to her email. Had, yeah, like so. I don't think Mary uses email. No. <laughs> Because if Google was in that phone conversation, it would have been a lot longer. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I was Googling it. and Oh, my gosh. There's there's an episode. Oh, my gosh. All of the things that are, our patients come in after Googling. Actually, that is an episode. <laughs> but that'll be, coming, that'll be coming up down the road somewhere. Oh, man. How many hours do we have? Yeah. Right? Well, <clears throat> that's. I think that's pretty good, though, guys. I think that's a... a as usual, we... Um, we stay on topic. I'm going to say I'm going to give us a solid 40% of on topic talk this time. Oh, 40%. Yeah, I was going to say we got a little off. I think that might be our record, though. Yeah. Well done. 
Welcome. All right. Well, that was that was that was good, guys. That was wonderful. So, well, thank you all. Um, I guess you know. Again, I'm Rob Brandt. I'm Jen James. I'm Casey Brandt. And Jacob Barnett. And we are the FNFRs, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you again for listening to the Epinephrine. A quick reminder, though we are medical providers, we are not your medical provider. So if you have medical questions, please ask your medical provider. And a reminder that these stories involved are cool and interesting, but they are changed from the original to protect the innocent. And hope you come back next week. Bye for now. A pen, a pen, a pen, a pen.